With $20 worth of quarters in my pocket, I think I'm living in the shade of an 80s arcade. Welcome to Living in the Shade of an 80s Arcade, and I'm your most excellent host, Joel McLaughlin, here for another episode. Episode 99. One more episode till we reach the mighty 100. Well, you know, we'll see if that happens next week. It should. I don't I don't uh, foresee any difficulties with that. Um, I almost had some issues getting the show together this week. Uh, my hard drive died, uh, or was dying in this laptop, so I had to rebuild the laptop, so... Uh, bear with me uh, if we run into any issues this week. Uh, other things uh, to, of note: um, we no longer have a sponsorship with Anchor, but not, or Anchor or Spotify for podcasting. Uh, but um, that's still who we use for the for uh, podcasting. And let me tell you, it's an easy platform to go to uh, if you want to start a podcast and you don't have or don't want to spend a lot of money. Uh, so uh, hopefully uh, we can get our listener accounts uh, back up uh, in the near future and bring some ads back. Uh, I never got paid paid a whole lot for that. I think I made like a total of forty bucks on that ad uh, campaign, uh, but that was since the start of the show uh, in twenty twenty slash twenty twenty one when the show started. So um, I'm glad. Uh, uh, this will be a little bit different because uh, I'll just edit this and just have to upload one file. Makes my life easier. So, um, so what are we going to discuss today? Well, one of the we one of the early shows we did was on Chuck E. Cheese, uh, which was started by Nolan Bushnell back in the day. But probably that's not the. F- I mean, that's one place we went to play video games. But another one, especially for those of us in the Central Ohio area, because there's at least one of them here that we know of and that probably everyone ran into was Aladdin's Castle. Uh, Aladdin's Castle was started by Jules Millman. Uh, The first one was in the Dixie Square Mall. Now, that's a famous mall uh, that's in Illinois uh, and very close to uh, the Chicago area. And also happens to be the mall where the Blues Brothers ran the car through after it was closed, of course. But uh, um, that uh, it happens to be where uh, they started uh, Aladdin's Castle. Now, um, it you know was kind of like a local arcade uh, or pinball hall, probably uh, that was started, uh, you know. Before the 70s, before arcade games really came to be. So I assume there was probably a lot of skee-ball. There's probably a lot of pinball there. Because those were the primary kind of games that you'd find at an arcade prior to the advent of Space Invaders and so on and so forth. So uh, in 1974, uh, Bally Manufacturing, who made a lot of pinball machines, bought Adam's Aladdin's Castle from... Uh, Mr. Millman, and then it kind of took off from there. Uh, in the central Ohio area, we had one in what was known uh, as Eastland Mall. That mall is now lo- no longer uh, open. Uh, I'm trying to think of Westland. Mes- Westland Mall may not have had one, but I know there was at least one other one uh, in the area. 
So over the years, ballet manufacturing, uh, they uh, really became a thing. They really started making a lot of arcade systems uh, for the arcades. Uh, a lot of games were made by them, and or at the very least distributed by them. And they even started to buy some of the other arcades you might have heard of, uh, like Timeout Arcade or Spaceport Arcade. And I think I've been to all three of these, uh, mostly Aladdin's Castle. Aladdin's Castle, I kind of was my kind of my hangout uh, when I wanted to go play video games when I was in college. It was either there or the uh, call the uh, Commons area of DeVry Institute of Technology which is now DeVry University. Uh, DeVry University no longer is at 1350 Allen Creek Drive. Uh, that's where I went went to DeVry at. Uh, but they have now since moved from uh, Allen Creek Drive in Columbus, Ohio, to up at Easton Town Center, which is a shopping... It's kind of a mixed-use area. There's a, a sh- lots of shopping there, restaurants, as well as uh, several different... Um, office areas that are all in that what that area that we call Easton here in the Columbus Ohio area uh, so um, but Aladdin's Castle was the one I went to when when I didn't really want to go back to uh, uh, school just to play a video game I only played really I played video games like between classes as well as uh, uh like uh, at lunchtime or something, you know, if I had a break, uh, I would go down to the commons, uh, grab some food, then uh, play some. Uh, uh, at the time, I played X Men. You know, we got to look at this. It was a little bit after uh, 80s, the 80s there. It was 89, 90, and 91, uh, 92 uh, when I primarily went there. So I actually went there for about three years and got my bachelor's degree. So, uh, we had we had a, a gauntlet game that I played fairly often down there, as well as a, uh, an X Men game that we played quite a bit. But uh, Aladdin's Castle, at one point, probably had all of the games. Uh, some of them were bigger than others. The the Eastland location was fairly small. But the one kind of unique thing that was uh, always a fixture at Aladdin's Castle is there was always somebody there uh, beyond uh, just the gamers there. There was somebody there who would help uh, retrieve your dollar from the uh, token machine if if it didn't spit out any tokens. Uh, who could also help uh, fix the games uh, if there was something trivial, you know, like maybe a coin stuck in the mech or something like that. Um, but almost every place that you've ever been probably had uh, one of these arcades uh in the area Al- either Aladdin's Castle Spaceport or uh, I think it's Time Zone I think is I might have misstated the other but Aladdin's Castle is the one I remember the most and and it was you know basically had a Arabian style uh decorations on the outside of it inside was varied but the nice thing about Aladdin's Castle was there was no smoking there was uh, no alcohol there. It was just a place to go and play games. It was very non-confrontational, very uh, family-friendly compared to some locations where they put video games, and even some of the locations today. You know, 
arcades are still around, uh, but now they're pretty much called barcades because they'll get the arcade games to pull us us uh, people looking for some nostalgia in, but then they'll want to sell us alcohol, food, and stuff like that. You know, Dave and Buster's is another place like that, and each one of them do have some of the retro, like, and they may have a line of retro games, or they might be all retro games depending on the modern barcade. But Aladdin's was just arcade games on the Tokyo Machine, basically. They might have had a couple of redemption games like claw games or some ski ball or something like that but that's pretty much the format of most arcade games uh, through the uh, middle 90s uh, it was right around that time where uh, uh, Nintendo had taken off they, they, they brought out the Super Nintendo and uh, so on and so forth and then home uh, consoles really began to challenge uh, the arcade uh, in the early days, when it was a 2600 ColecoVision, and uh, <clears throat> even the very first cartridge system, the Channel F, uh, they uh, basically weren't very, you know, they weren't very good. You, you can take a look at uh, one of the first games that anyone probably played on 2600 in combat, and was mostly blocks and bleeps and blops, and, you know, they, you know, there were some better looking games than others on the 2600, but that's most of them were just like combat was, and they didn't look very good, uh, not compared to what Pac-Man would look like when you go play it at the arcade or pole position or so on and so forth. So it wasn't until uh, we started getting uh, partway through the 90s where home consoles really started to take off beyond uh, folks like me or, or uh, uh, you know, the very early systems uh, with the NES being basically what brought back everything after uh, Atari kind of died out um, and the uh, video game crash of the late 80s happened. So, um, well, not late 80s, mid 80s, about 82, 83, somewhere around there. So um, we talked about that on the show before. Sorry, guys, it's kind of late, and I did want to try and get a show out this week. As tomorrow, we're going to go celebrate uh, my son's 24th birthday. So, uh, of course, going to the bowling alley, and we got some cake, and, you know, we'll have pizza. It'll be fun. Uh, and I'm sure they have a few, uh, some arcade games there. I know they have a lot of redemption games. Redemption games are se- seemingly all you can really find in the modern arcades, and it's kind of disappointing. Like, uh, there was a giant Space Invader game at a main event when I was in Knoxville, Tennessee. And essentially, uh, you know, depending on your score, it would spit out tickets. And same thing with the giant uh, Pac-Man game they have there, which is basically an LED, all LED-based screen. Oh, Uh, my bad. I'm so so drowsy today. Um, So, um, but that game you know you once you lost and you lost your last man and you spit out tickets and uh, that's the one kind of game that kind of rules the arcades of today uh and the arcades of today are usually combined with other things like bowling alleys laser tag uh zip lines and stuff like that none of them were at all like what 
Aladdin's castle was back in the day. So I'm going to go ahead and play our thanks. And then uh, we'll uh, go ahead and uh, talk about what we might be doing next week. Before we go and say thanks to our awesome host, Anchor, for making this show possible, I do have a couple shout-outs to my good friend, Rob Fott, in Living in the 80s. If you love the 80s as much as I do, you do want to check out that show. You might hear Rob. You might hear a little bit of Matt Moore. Um, Hey, you never know what you're going to get over there. And I also want to put a great shout-out to my buddy, Big J, Jason Peitzmeier, for putting out the awesome Chewing the Fat, as well as Free For All. If you're a conservative or into conservative uh, politics at all, you do want to check out that show. And uh, I want to thank both of them for being awesome. All right, welcome back. Um, I'd love to get into a lot, a lot more detail, and I might go back and do a deeper dive on this, maybe write a script uh, on the show. I'm just kind of doing this one off the cuff. But um, the problem is, is there's just not a lot of actual history other than the memories that I have memories that others have that they've put down on paper. Land's Castle uh, was a special place to uh, for us in that it was a place that we can go and we knew we'd find some video games there. I believe I also played at Aladdin's Castle in York, Pennsylvania where, where I graduated high school from. So uh, there was a lot of games there. And I'll be revisiting that area very soon in May. Um, I'm going to go there and I'm going to uh, participate in a band event for since uh, my the school district I graduated from is, is celebrating that they've had music education for 100 years. So I might be able to revisit some of those areas, but they're going to be very different because it's been 30 to 40 years since I've been in, this, in uh, a lot of these areas. Um, so it'll... Uh, It'll be a good good trip, um, and I'll get to visit some places I haven't been in a long time. So, um, that's upcoming uh, several weeks from now, uh, and it's and it's something I, I I might see if I can find a way that I can add that to the show. So, um, so that's like off in the distance. So. Uh, in the meantime, I think one of the things I may do is I might go and uh, dig up, uh, do another top 10 show, uh, do a top 10 on NES games, uh, which is a little harder for me, but I did play a little bit of NES here and there. Uh, so it may end up going to be a top five because I never owned the NES system. My, my brother did. That's how I played it. Um, and that might be a worthy topic. Uh, it wasn't definitely was not one of my favorite systems unfortunately a lot of my favorite systems are either really old or they're from the 90s when i actually did start to buy systems on my own uh with my own cash so like uh i remember in 1997 when i got married we bought um each other a uh, nintendo 64 which was a lot of it's a fun system and that's also why at our 25th anniversary we each bought um Nintendo Switches for each other, and it is my absolute favorite system that I have currently to date. 
mostly because I can play all these cool games uh, from the 80s. So, all right. Well, that's going to be it for this week. I want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, sorry for no show last week. Um, I'm going to try and get on, on a more regular schedule. Uh, life has been really fat, moving really fast as of late. Um, and it's um, just getting used to my new position, stuff like that, and my work, stuff like that. Uh, my son's also back to classes now, which hopefully at some point he can get his college degree and get a job. Uh, not forcing it to, Luke, if you're listening to the show. But anywho, um, thanks for listening again. We'll see you next week, and God bless. <laughs>